Hi everyone, welcome back to the home spun yak. And Kyle has a message for us. What's that message, Kyle? Count the vote. Count the That's vote. The <laughs> blue the message is blue lives. Blue, blue lives, lives matter. 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 Yeah. They, they matter all the time, except for a particular Everything. period of time on Wednesday, <laughs> where <laughs> things just didn't seem to matter uh, as much, which is, uh, yeah. which is an interesting turn of events. Kyle, we have so much to discuss. <laughs> we have a lot to talk yeah. about. Um, yeah, so I, I, I mean, I totally want to go into what happened on Wednesday, because actually you were texting me. Uh, while I was driving, and I was texting back yep. while I was driving. While you were driving, um, <laughs> I also reported that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm supposed to report for jail uh, later uh, tonight. Good. So, good. So I'll, I'll be sure to do that. I uh, want to talk about that. I want to talk about the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, Doctor Mark oh, Gordon, yeah. and then I also want to discuss the playoffs, which were yeah. absolutely insane because we were talking about that over text message as well. Definitely but insane. the first thing. I mean, Wednesday, what the fuck what happened? happened? That was insane. I know. I know. And I had no idea until about 30 minutes, maybe 15 minutes before I texted you that. Because yeah. I had just been working. Like I was, it was like a very busy day and I was just immersed in the computer and doing other things and because I don't have social media, I wasn't on that, which it would have been the first thing I probably would have seen, you know, yeah. as soon as it started earlier in the day. And uh, Will, um, Will Haynes called me like randomly just during the day. And he's like, are you watching what's going on? And I was like, I don't have a clue. What, do you, what, what, what are you talking about, you know? And then I did a little further investigation and found that the Capitol building had been <laughs> stormed uh, by, I guess it looked like, I don't know how many people, but it was maybe carryover from, was it a rally that Trump held that morning or like yep. a, a speech he gave where he was saying, basically, we have to take it back. It, you know, it wasn't. And, that, and I guess that inspired a big chunk of that audience to, uh, in fact, act on that. Yeah. So it was just pretty crazy watching it all unfold, even though I got to it like as it was ending. <laughs> and you were driving through D.C. at the time and you had mm. no idea. <laughs> no, no. I, I, was, um, I was about, when you texted me, I was about an hour away from D.C., um, actually, my girlfriend had called me and told me, hey, uh, try to avoid D.C. if possible. I was like, babe, it ain't nothing like no, no big deal. I'm just going to swing on by the Capitol to see yeah. what's up. Hang out with my people. <laughs> Hang out with my Support people. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. that's, the, I mean, the first thought that I had when I saw what was kind of unfolding and people storming the building, just chaos and you know, yeah. waving, you know, sort of the Trump banner. My first thought was, I mean, where's Nick in that crowd? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's why I reached out to you first. Mm -hmm. Like, man, what's, what's going on in there? Did you get any footage? Like, are you okay? Yeah. 
Yeah, did and, you? Uh, you were. You're okay. Yeah, did you take down Nancy Pelosi? Like, <laughs> did you get her yet? Yeah. Where is she? Did you hang Mike Pence? Yeah. What's going on? Uh, no, I didn't do any of that. Um, but it was it was stunning when I when I I mean I I didn't know anything except for what you told me over text message and then over uh, uh, what my girlfriend had mentioned just a, a a little bit of over the phone. So I didn't really get updated till kind of later that night and over the coming days. And I'm still kind of updating myself on what all happened, but it's, it's real insanity. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty stunning what happened. Uh, you know, when's, yeah. So Trump has this rally, I think in the morning and then pe like thousands of people went down the street. And I don't know if like thousands entered the Capitol, but certainly a lot of people, uh, entered the Capitol. Um, yeah. as a matter of fact, I've got a picture of, well, of what, what that what that ended up looking like the surge um, yeah the surge kind of going up the the capitol um steps and then uh i i did watch some footage of reporters that were inside the capitol building and there were apparently four police officers on the op the other side of these like really thick uh doors that were uh, reinforced doors and with a small window and the reporters are like taking um, f uh, video from a balcony above uh, uh, on the inside of the Capitol building. And they're just, you know, recording, looking down and the the four police officers just like end up just leaving um, because, I mean, you got hundreds of people outside yeah. and they're like smashing through the window and they just kept smashing at the door. And this door, I mean, you can tell it's pretty heavy. It's not like some light, you know, yeah. piece of crap door. Um, and, but they just like continuously just heaving their bodies up against it until eventually it starts to creak and then starts to fall apart. And apparently one, uh, security, um, not a, not an actual police officer, but a security officer, uh, that's just part of the Capitol also does like tours and stuff like that Threw his body up against the, um, the, the door to try like keep it from caving in. And eventually they just like started like streaming in and they finally broke the, the door completely open. And then, you know, obviously chaos ensued. And then, uh, the, the house of representatives and all that stuff, uh, the, the, the area where they usually do their business uh, was infiltrated by a bunch of rioters, goons, thugs, uh, <laughs> yes. vigilantes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's, I mean, it's insane. And then I don't know if you saw the video of that, um, what's his name, Goodman or something like that, the officer that, uh, that, <laughs> that was, that essentially uh, got the attention of the, the crowd and because they were, they were looking for Mike Pence and they were looking for Nancy Pelosi and looking for other representatives and yeah. whatnot. And Mike Pence has apparently was not in safety yet. Like he was still being evacuated. Um, and nobody knew that except for this right. police officer. And so this police is just one officer just lead in, like running away from the, this like large group of like a hundred people. And they're, he's just like twisting them down all these like hallways and stuff. And there's a particular hallway that they point out that say if they had gone down that hallway, they would have found M Mike Pence. Um, and he, he knew that apparently and tried to like pull them away and successfully did so. Um, so you can imagine, I mean, you had other police officers that were getting beaten by, by this crowd, like literally beaten. 
Um, and then, of course, one police officer ended up dying. Um, so it's it's just it's stunning. Like the the like what all happened there? Obviously, you had a small contingency of police officers that were at the front of the building. Then those, you know, maybe I don't know how many it was exactly, but let's say it was like 20 officers. And then I mean, that's against like hundreds of, of rioters. And then they push their way through. The, the police officers end up running up the steps to the very front of that door that I was talking about. And then, I mean, they, they're just like being squeezed in. So they just leave. I mean, they just like go out the yeah. both sides and just leave. And then the, the riders just have access to the door. So they're just like hitting it and trying to make it buckle. And eventually they do and they get in. And then, uh, I mean, it's just like, it's so <laughs> many people and you don't, you only have so many officers and it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. that whole thing was just insane. And uh, on top of that, I just saw a report today that there are now threats across all 50 state capitals. Uh, the FBI released that uh, there are uh, there's a group or a series of different groups that are actually organizing to march on uh, all these different capitals in, in the actual state capitals, as well as, again, march against uh, the D.C. Capitol, I believe on the 16th of January, but also they're talking about on inauguration day as well. So there's, there's, I mean, I don't know if it's over. It, it doesn't seem like it, it, yeah. it is. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Could have some vigilantes for sure going out there for the next couple of days, months, who knows, but yeah, just when you look at the situation, it's just like, I think you're more shocked by how it could have happened. Maybe not necessarily by the fact, I mean, you're definitely shocked that it happened in general, Yeah. but I wasn't like, I wasn't really that like surprised by it. Like I wasn't like blown away, like not saying it's not a big deal because it's one of the biggest deals, but the fact that, you know, people would go to such extremes based on, you know, what, you know, lies that he's been spinning. I mean, it's, there's no secret that people will blindly follow him, whatever chance they get. And this is like the most desperation zone that sort of fan base has been in yet, because that was the day that they had to count, you know, the electoral votes to you know, signify it's finalized that Joe Biden wins and their attempt to just their last shot at stopping it. They actually, they actually did something and like physically stormed the building and like, yeah, it's, it's shocking, but it's, it doesn't surprise me too, too much that they would actually try to do it. It's just shocking that they were able to get so far in so easily, so quickly. Yeah, And you just wonder, like, I don't know, you wonder why, you know, knowing that there was going to be a big rally and a big mass of his supporters, and no matter what it is in general, if there's a big protest going on, you want to have a lot of police there just to, just in case. I mean, a lot of times stuff doesn't go down, but I just wonder what, what, why that happened? Why there was not enough police there? 
I mean, I don't know if that's like a conspiracy thing or not, but. Well, my understanding is that Trump inside. just just was really slow at calling in the the National Guard. He was the one that was in charge of calling in the National Guard, and he just took his sweet time doing yeah. it. Um, I don't know if they even ever showed up. Maybe they. I I, I don't remember if they if they did or yeah. not. There's been all kinds of reports on all kinds of different things. Yeah, we'll never know like the truth probably, but. Um, but he is under investigation by the. Um, by, I don't know if it's the Justice Department or the FBI or whatever, but Trump is under an oh, investigation yeah. currently. So how crazy is that? Your president is under investigation. And I don't know if he can pardon himself or not, pre-pardon himself. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Cause that by seems the time, like an abuse of power. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, articles of impeachment will likely go ahead as well if, Mike Pence doesn't invoke the 25th Amendment, which... Which he's actually considering. Like, that tells you how... <laughs> yeah, it, I know. I, I, if this doesn't go through, I wonder... If, I'm sure Trump will pick Pence again for his VP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was just crazy because, um, you know, the day or maybe a day before Trump got banned on Twitter, which is another huge thing of all this... Yeah. Um, you know, he was he called out Mike Pence twice on Twitter, just like, wow, you're just going to put the blame on him now. Yeah. yeah. Like for doing that. And then like, why the hell wouldn't you at that point be like, all right, it's over. Like, this is just we got to call it in. We got to call the 25th Amendment or I don't know. I mean, I, if I was Mike Pence, it would just be like, really, dude, like I stuck with you like this long. And you're gonna like do me like this and put all the blame and like make people try to come and hang me like they built like a gallows outside and they're yeah, gonna saw, like go yeah. and get me. Yeah, like, fucking insane. Yeah, that's insane. That's really crazy. And then I, I don't know. So it's just like, yeah, it just it's a shame that it took. Well, that it's all happening, you know, within a week of or a week or so of Biden getting sworn in and the transition of power and all that stuff. It just sucks that, I don't know, I just feel like Twitter should have banned him so long ago. I mean, the damage that he's done on Twitter alone will be long, you know, long lasting because that's his major platform where he can yeah. get anything he wants at any time of the day. And you just, every minute is something new and you can't even keep track of it. And that's the whole point. Um, and he's just brainwashed so many people to become radicalized by his agenda. And you saw like the final push of what that can be. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's the final push but it's just like man it's actually real it's definitely real yeah 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 I mean, it is. sam harris uh i saw him say something that about it and uh he said what he said it looked like a uh you know a youtube comment stream come to life <laughs> that's that's pretty apt <laughs> That's pretty apt. Uh, but, you know, and, and it, it just it just sucks for 
the country as a whole. It sucks for democracy as a whole. I mean, it just it's like everybody else is watching and, you know, Russia, China, all these other countries are like, see, I mean, this is what happens when you get freedom of the press and you get freedom of speech and all that. People can go nuts and like democracy. They don't they can't even control their own people and people are breaking in. It's like a coup and. I don't know. It just it's it just shows pure vulnerability and even heightens the division in our nation that's represented mm. to the rest of the world. And I really don't think Joe Biden's going to fix it like somebody else might be able to. I think obviously it's better to have Joe Biden in office as soon as possible, but uh I just wonder if he really um if he really can comprehend and grasp the enormity of the situation and the potential effect that it will have in the future because i just i think he just sees it in a very narrow uh view based on what he said yeah um after it but you know hopefully hopefully i'm wrong yeah yeah well we'll, we'll certainly see um with with Trump being banned from from Twitter, I guess the idea there is that you know he won't be able to incite more riots going forward. But unfortunately, I mean that that might end up happening regardless. Like I, I if I were Biden, I would genuinely be a little bit afraid on inauguration day. Like I would. Oh yeah. I mean there there was a guy with. I mean this was according to MSNBC. So. Who knows? Like I, I don't trust media very, very much. Like, yeah. When they when they characterize things as like there was a man parked with bombs in his truck. Like in my head, I'm thinking like, what Super are you big. labeling bombs? Bomb. Like stuff yeah. like that. But let's just assuming that's the case. Even if it's you know if it's like Molotov cocktails or whatever it is. Like I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably something that's got uh, nefarious reasoning. So. Uh, like, think of that situation. This guy was at the Trump rally and had, let's say, quote-unquote, bombs in his truck. And he may very well have had actual bombs. I'm not trying to uh, dismiss that. But um, imagine at the inauguration day, like somebody with just like a rifle or something like that, like trying to... I mean, I'm sure they're going to have this place super locked down. But also think, I mean... You know, people are going to show up no matter what. Like people are going to people. I imagine I don't. As far as I know, they're not actually doing like the full inauguration as they, as they 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 had planned. I'm not sure. I I haven't looked at looked that up. But um, if they're doing any sort of ceremony, I'm sure a lot of people are going to show up, um, yeah. regardless of COVID or not. So just because it's you know you can you could technically be outside and whatnot. So. I, I would not at all be surprised if things really went down, maybe not necessarily against Biden, but against people that go out in support of Biden. And then you have a bunch of Trumpers that end up showing up and trying to, to bully the, the situation and fights end up breaking out. Yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, a, a really scary video that I saw was um, the, the rioters trying to break through kind of a glass door. Uh, a glass slash wood door that was led down a hallway. And then you see this, like, uh, this security officer with a gun, um, some sort of uh, guy from some detail, 
uh, with a gun and you can just see the gun in the the video he's on the other side and he's just like holding it there and like everybody on the other side that's trying to break in like acknowledges they're like oh look a gun oh no and then they just like keep breaking in and then he just shoots one of them just like point yeah. blank just like that and the person just drops and like everybody like backs away it's like i <laughs> Wait, you see a gun and your thought process is let me continue this they thing? still do that. Yeah, yeah. It's just stunning. That guy behind there just scared for his life, you know? It's one like, dude. Has no idea. Yeah, one guy. no idea what to do. Did exactly. Not expect that, like, obviously, no one should have died at all, but... No. You storm the Capitol building, like, I don't know what you expect is going to happen. Like and there's potential threats on other people's lives like we don't know i can't know if you're like somebody who's you know just being peaceful just being an idiot and like just being a troll or somebody who's legitimately looking to do harm to nancy pelosi or whoever it is any person in there yeah, and if you're and, saying, if you have a whole crowd saying, hang Mike Pence and stuff like that, right. What, <laughs> right. what's the security supposed to do? broken through. <laughs> we're we're going to see if this might be true. Mike, you want to go out there, talk to the folks, you know, calm yeah. them down a little bit? <laughs> no. Yeah. You're going to start shooting. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a crazy video. I, yeah. I, it's, just, it's just a sad situation in general, but it's just like, yeah, you can't do that. You can get shot if you do that. <laughs> like, it just is what it is. You are getting shot. Yeah. Like, probably. Like, not saying that anybody deserved to die who went in there, but it's just like, this is what could happen. If you storm a federal building, <laughs> you could get shot. That's probably something you should just know. But, you know. Yeah, those security officers aren't there for decoration. I mean, no, they do have a no. job that they actually have. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think I mean this kind of puts the Republicans in a weird position because on one hand, um, you know, Republicans are obviously always going to want to tow party lines, just like Democrats are going to want to tow party lines and be like, "Well, this is going to look bad in history if another republic, you know, if a Republican president gets impeached." And, you know, especially a second time. Um, and, you know, if we kick him out and all that stuff. And that's, but ultimately, like, they, they either can try to maintain this aura of Republicans are classy and, and we don't get impeached and we're, you know, the greatest party and all that. Or you can impeach this guy and then... Uh, nullify him from from running again and then you can have a different republican end up running uh in the future which i mean that's something that they have to weigh and of course like how do you defend i mean how do you legitimately defend how he acted and the fact that they're they're investigating him as right as one of the re i mean it's just like it's too much like if a republican actually is like no this isn't enough i mean that's just that's that's yeah. so egregious to me. I, I, I don't want to hear anything else that that person has to say. It's just so bad. And I'm sure there will be. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty oh, of people surely. who are like, oh, I'm just no, looking for Mitch McConnell. I'm just and, looking yeah. for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Dude, my God. Watch yeah. him be the one guy who's like, yeah, let's get him out. 
or you know like just throw Dude, a huge curveball that would be the first time in history that i've been like oh <laughs> okay oh, i'd be like all right i mean good for him just turn over a new leaf here yeah, i don't but, know about uh, that probably not <laughs> but i mean are there really people who are like well i don't know if anybody's has anybody come out and is like he did nothing wrong like as far Probably. as I, I don't know, I don't know, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of these, these idiots that you have to keep up with. But I, I think another thing that it brings up is a, is a fault in our constitution. The fact that these Republicans and Democrats, doesn't matter, e- either side, that these people have to decide to impeach a president who has so much public power that if they impeach him, what do you think is going to happen to their ratings when they go up for re-election, let's say in two years or four years or six years or whatever it ends up being for that individual. Like if yeah. those people are really that bitter and that vocal, they will make sure remember that you, that. yeah, they're going to remember it. And they're one, your life is going to be in danger potentially, but also secondly, also you're, you might not get reelected, which if that's what you've been doing for the last 20 years, that's like the worst thing in the world. So I mean, to me, it seems like we should have a different system for specifically for impeaching a president, have a have an independent body that can't get reelected or doesn't go through this reelection process, because if they do, then they also have to be selfishly thinking about, well, what's going to happen to me if I push back against this guy that's wildly popular with this, you know, incredibly vocal uh, group of of people that's not that much of a minority. Mm hmm. I mean, believe it yeah. or not, there's there's there is a researcher. I'm not going to name her name, but um, there's a researcher at my school that is a avid Trump supporter, and I'm just like, how can you? That doesn't make any sense to me. How can you be? How can you be in science and support Trump? But I don't know. So my point being, like, there's they're all over. It's not just. It's not like this hillbilly. Yeah, it's not the you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean. Yeah, there. I, I think there's definitely a problem with, you know, if you're a senator or a representative, you know, not having a term limit. You know, I mean, Mitch McConnell, he's been in there forever. You know, Joe Biden was in there forever as a senator. Um, basically, it's like, yeah, you, you just can sit there forever and, like, be set in your way and not kind of be changing with the times um so i just don't get the no term limit to those positions either but i think a lot of people were um you know maybe people who were not necessarily supporting trump i've seen a lot of people who were in who are sort of defending him or defending uh Twitter's banning of him or like coming out against that despite Mm. whether or not they believe, you know, what he said or what he's done and stuff. And I'm just like, I mean, I get it like on a a freedom of speech thing, but I I think we've talked about it before. I mean, this is a Twitter's a private company. Exactly. Yep. It's like they, they, they have guidelines that, yeah, I mean, sometimes it seems one sided and, biased and i mean sometimes you know they have to change their rules and all these different things because they're an evolving company but at the same time when you violate any terms and conditions of a 
product or company that you use, you can be removed based on that violation. It's just written in there clear as day. Yeah. Um, so he clearly has done that, not just this time, but throughout the years on Twitter. Like I said, he could have been banned years ago. Sure. Um, and would have prevented a lot of probably damage and mayhem, but and misinformation. But um, but yeah, I mean that's I'm usually like die hard like you know freedom of speech person like even if i hate what you said but yeah i mean i just can't see an argument where you can defend it anymore and 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 be mad at twitter you know for banning him yeah and to your point i think it's a non-issue i i'm totally for freedom of speech i'm i'm a huge proponent of it but I also understand that that is, that is limited to the government, you know, what the government can do against you uh, in terms of what you say. But like you said, this is a, even if it's a public company, like their shareholders and stuff like that, the company is, is beholden to the shareholders, not to the government. So mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want to do. That's the company. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not, they don't fall under that amendment they don't follow under that law so freedom of speech is a complete non-issue in this situation if the government owned twitter then that would be a completely different story then uh you you would have an argument for they shouldn't have banned them and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. that's just like you said it's the consequences of the terms uh and and agreements that you you end up uh following when you when you join twitter and i mean he's been of course warned and suspended and all this stuff multiple times before so it's not exactly a huge shock i mean he got banned from twitter he got uh suspended from facebook he was uh suspended from paypal shopify like all kinds of different applications all just banned him uh and that that app parlor that has uh, kind of become uh, gained a lot of notoriety because uh, it's really big among right-wing uh, individuals. Uh, that's been banned uh, on the Google uh, App Store, the Apple app, or I think Apple as well, or maybe they're getting close to doing it. Uh, Amazon has broken their ties with it, which is a huge uh huge issue for them. Um, so, I mean, it's just like they're being shut down left and right. And that's the, I mean, I believe it's the FBI. Oh no, par, yeah, that was it. The, uh, parlor had deleted like a bunch of different, um, pieces of incriminating information in terms of, uh, this information was stuff that people had written about like, oh, they want to kill Nancy Pelosi or like actual threats against like particular, uh, uh, legislators. And what had happened is there's a researcher apparently that's doing research on this stuff. 
So this person had taken snapshots of like all these different things. So it didn't matter that it was now deleted off parlor. This researcher had already like been in the middle of their, their study and had taken all these images so that they, uh, so the FBI was able to, to look at all that stuff as well. So it's, it's kind of unfortunate for those people, but kind of in a good way for, for the rest of society. It's just, I mean, just overall, things are just blowing up over the last several days. It's, it's really yeah. insane. And <laughs> What a start to the new year. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> what a start to the new year for sure. Yeah, it's really stunning. Yeah, it's just tough when you look at that whole situation. I mean, the from when Twitter Twitter started to where it where it is now, it's like, you know, the CEO would he probably would say like, I never dreamed it would be something like like it is, where it's like billions of people look at and get information from, and like, what does this mean? Do we have to be we have to have a certain responsibility for what other people say and like what should our rules be and yeah you know we don't want to seem like we're banning you know one particular group of people or a political affiliation because that would make it look like they're trying to control the political narrative or whatever narrative it is yeah so i mean i definitely get people like being upset and being mad but um, it's an, it's a near impossible task as Twitter. I mean, it's just so many accounts. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're going to get mad at somebody being banned and then, well, what about this person who said this? And it's like, there's billions of people on Twitter. <laughs> it's just like, it's just tough. I think. Yeah, yeah it is. So we'll see how that evolves. Yeah. And how this whole situation evolves over time, over the next, let's say, what nine days inauguration <laughs> is what the 20th uh, yeah i think yeah so over the next nine 20th. days how how insane like it's gonna could get be the wildest nine days ever it could it could <laughs> it very could well be. be yeah yeah a lot of delusional people out there i mean even even one of the delegates of west virginia was in the riot oh god that doesn't shock me that much. But I mean, no, not from like, West Virginia. But They're it's, like, but it's no. still like Jesus Christ. Yeah, seriously, just Get stunning. Get it together. I know. I just wish people could like think on their own, just think for themselves. Yeah. Try to weigh the evidence and have a conversation and get educated and actually try to learn more about what you're angry about and what you're interested in. Yeah. Instead what, of just blindly following some jackass on Twitter. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, on another note, uh, you had texted me about um, this Joe Rogan podcast where Dr. Mark Gordon was talking about a bunch of different things. What I, I'd actually like your first impression on like what, what do you think of that that particular podcast? Um, I was pretty I was pretty um, engaged with it for like at least a good like hour and fifteen minutes, um, because he was just well 
I think I listened to pretty much all of it. I don't know how long it the whole thing was, but I found it pretty interesting um, whenever he has people like this on who are talking about, you know, longevity, biohacking, nutrients, supplements, anything that can improve your immune system that you can do in a safe and healthy way and prolong your life um, with new techniques and like new information, new technology coming out about brain function. And that's basically what he was. I think that's where his biggest field, I guess he's a neuro, is he a neurologist? Uh, honestly, I tried to look up his credentials. I couldn't find them. Um, <laughs> so there's, I mean, but then again, like Mark Gordon isn't exactly a pretty common. Uh, name. Yeah, it is. It is an incredibly common name. So but and then the guy that he was with was a veteran who had experienced like severe PTSD from you know um, head trauma experienced during war, and so they talked a lot about you know helping veterans that were exposed to any sort of you know physical head trauma and the regiment that they put them on and how effective that was in getting them back to feeling like a normal person again. Um, so I thought that part was pretty cool too. But, you know, I, I texted you about it because I was like, you know, I mean, it sound, this sounds great, all this information, but I just wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know myself. And uh, just some of the things sounded maybe a little too easy or too good to be true. Yeah, they, they usually are. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I looked up a little bit. I mean, his, I gotta admit his website looks like absolute trash. <laughs> looks like something from the nineties. It's Just really 98. bad. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Uh, oh, millennium God. neuro regenerative centers. He's got supplements, right? That he's selling. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, well with, with that guy that was talking about it, the, the, uh, Veteran, a special yeah. forces dude yeah, yeah. um he's a neuroendocrinologist i don't actually i still don't actually know what his credentials are um because i, I th he's an md as far as i know but the problem is like i mean i i have all kinds of issues with mds especially when they're talking science um but assuming that this dude has some level of uh of background, I'll I'll have to look this up. It's always kind of fishy for me when when I look when I look up these these people. Oh, MD is an endocrinology, diabetes, and metabolism specialist. Again, doesn't tell you the actual degree though. That's the thing, and the the same is true if there's another guy named Doctor Fung that he is a nephrologist meaning that he has his degree his speciality in uh, with his medical degree is in kidneys and yet he advises people on diabetes and um diabetes can affect the kidneys but diabetes and fasting and autophagy and all these different things things that he's not an expert in but he mm -hmm. like people just they just ignore it like they're like okay nephrologists like that's that's who i want to go to for for some of this advice so that's why i'm always a little skeptical of um 
like Dr. Mark Gordon. But right. anyway, assuming that, you know, he's, he's fine. I, when I listened to it, I definitely got a, a, a hint of a vibe of scam artist um, from him. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but especially when the, the, the special forces guy started talking, the first time he actually extensively started mm-hmm. talking, the first thing he said was, uh, so I want to take a moment and just kind of take this in first. And oh yeah, just I sat know. there. I know. And I, I mean, to me, it just it it reeks of like spiritual mumbo jumbo of just like I just want you to know how sincere I am about this, yeah, and I'm about to help a lot of people. Yeah, it's gonna help millions. <laughs> yeah, people. exactly. Like I, I don't know. I I'm not I'm not a fan of people like that. Typically, um, yeah. I'm sure there are exceptions, but that didn't didn't strike me as as all that genuine but maybe i don't know maybe he just had a really traumatic time and this was really impactful for him or whatever but whatever um but yeah i mean they were talking about neuroinflammation right so they were talking about this particular compound that you had texted me about called fractalkin um and fractalkin is i I ended up looking up a, a few different research papers on it more reviews and Fractalkin is just this uh, this protein that's found in our our neurons. So our brain is made up of a series of different uh, cells. We've got uh, glial cells, like astrocytes. We have neurons themselves, which are what most people are familiar with. And there's also microglia, which are immune cells that are found specifically in our brain. And what fractalkin does is it's expressed in neurons. So the neurons actually generate fractalkin, and it's found all over on the 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 actual membrane of the neuron so the membrane of the neuron has a bunch of fractalkin that's kind of uh stuck to it and then what the neuron does is it uses what are called proteases that end up cleaving or cutting the fractalkin into two pieces and that soluble version of fractalkin ends up leaving the neuron and it interacts with the microglia microglia are those immune cells and it actually suppresses the microglia so it tells them to essentially be quiet um, to not be overactive so if you have less fractalkin to mark gordon's point uh, he was talking about how people with ptsd and traumatic brain injury they have a disappearance of fractalkin and that ends up leading to poor uh, uh, clinical outcomes so that makes sense because then you have less of this soluble fractalkin, which is uh, inhibiting the microglia. Because if the microglia aren't inhibited, then they become activated and they start kind of, uh, they, they're immune cells, so they are part of that inflammatory process. So you're increasing inflammation as a whole. Um, that's a pretty simplistic understanding of it, but, you know, let's just roll with it. So, but unfortunately, like fractalkin isn't like the end-all be-all of everything. Um, they've actually found in other studies, so the, the research is pretty mixed. In certain other studies, they've shown that with TBI, traumatic brain injury, when they induce that on animals, so they actually physically do damage to a, an animal's brain, and then they injected fractalkin, um, they showed an increase in damage to the brain from fractalkin. And then what they did is they reversed that effect by adding an antibody that binds and sequesters all the all of the fractalkin. And what they found is that led to better uh, brain uh, health outcomes. So in that situation, that's a direct implication that fractalkin is a negative um, against uh, brain injury. So 
the research is mixed, essentially. Most of the research points to, yes, it is beneficial, but there is some research that shows that's not beneficial, so or it's actually detrimental. So, you know, with the problems that I have with MDs in general is that, one, they're never taught how to read research. That's one thing that PhDs do learn how to do, just like a PhD doesn't learn how to do bedside manner, it doesn't learn how to do like an incubation area intubate, uh, uh, you know, a, a person's lungs or whatever it might be, um, or to run an IV. I mean, we, we do some of that stuff, but it's usually not on humans. Um, so like that stuff is what an MD does if you're like in a, in a emergency situation, but they never actually go through any formal training on how to read research papers. And that's what, unfortunately, what I think is probably the case with Dr. Mark Gordon is that, um, he's just kind of reading, he's kind of reading some reviews. Yeah. And he's just like, he doesn't know how to interpret the research, which happens quite a bit. Unlike what you see with like Dr. Round Patrick, which I don't know if you've uh, seen some of uh, her mm-hmm. podcasts, but yeah. she typically goes into a lot more nitty gritty and can actually explain things a lot more. And yeah. she's also not afraid of saying, I don't know. And there's right. one point, and this is actually where my alarm bells went off, is Joe asked uh, Dr. Mark Gordon at one point, well, why is there a difference between uh, this particular population of people that d- see a benefit from uh, this particular, let's say, fractalkin? I don't know if it was exactly that, but it was some sort of compound that uh, Dr. Mark Gordon had mentioned. Why is it that some people see a benefit and then why other people don't see a benefit from whatever compound it was? And Dr. Mark Gordon replies with the classic, and I always love it when people say this, it means that they don't know the answer, but they're trying to save face. He said, genetics. That's it, just genetics. And when I hear that, it usually tells me they have no fucking clue. And they're just too embarrassed to say, I don't know. And that's what you need to be comfortable saying. Yeah, exactly. We don't have enough research. I haven't looked at the research. Like right. any of those answers is perfectly acceptable. You're not, you don't have to know everything. You can speculate and say, well, I would speculate that it's maybe because of this, but I would need to do further research that, or read more research to, to actually come to a definitive <laughs> conclusion. But he just says genetics. That's it. And that's all he said, just genetics. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Joe didn't, didn't press him on that. But um, yeah, it's so... Fractalkin's interesting, and some of the things that uh, Dr. Mark Gordon mentions is are interesting, uh, but also like his story where uh, he was invited over to England, and the uh, English professors mm-hmm. and doctors yeah. and PhDs like and all that, yeah, they all sneered him. You're, I mean, I I don't I don't care what anybody says. I while yes, PhDs can definitely be dogmatic and that can be an issue. Um, MDs can be the same way, et cetera, et cetera. Like if you kind of fall into this kind of overall understanding, like if you're part of the FDA or the NIH or um, in this this situation, the, the uh, British version of those institutions, you might have a little bit of a dogma that's that's related to that. But I just can't imagine that every single person, let's say a 50, let's say 50 people were there uh, to listen to him, him talk, that all of them were just like, oh, you think, you know, yeah. you're, you're th- like, like, we don't condemned believe him. you or, you know, condemned him. Exactly. Right. I just like I I've just never run across any researchers that are that uh, 
like cutthroat about that stuff or set set in their ways exactly like if he had brought forward compelling evidence i'm pretty sure people would have been been like oh that's really interesting and what unfortunately what i wish a, a real phd that like maybe one of the people that went to his talk would have been there in that podcast to kind of defend themselves is that they end up kind of chalking it up, all three of them, Joe, this special forces guy, and Mark Gordon, all end up chalking it up to, well, it's not in their best interest in terms of money, the money that they'll make uh, on, on this situation. And there's a lot of controls for the, the, how money is actually dispersed across different institutions. It's not like these PhDs are suddenly thinking, well, I'm suddenly not going to make any money because this guy has this idea. Like, trust (laughs) me, so many people have had brilliant ideas and there's plenty of money to go around. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars. It's, so I, it's just like a, it's kind of a dim-witted kind of excuse of just like, oh, follow the money, you know, that, that kind of yeah. conspiracy. They can't explain you yeah. know, why they maybe, you know, dismiss their ideas, just like, well, it must be this. Yeah, They're exactly. They're scared. Yeah, exactly. It. So ultimately, <laughs> I, I haven't made up my mind about this guy. Uh, Fractalkin seems interesting. But ultimately, I also have my serious doubts or just some general doubts about his overall claims. I think he oversimplifies certain things. Um, and I just I, I also find it hard to believe that a room full of scientists all just uh, just dismissed him for no reason at all, just other than money. Like I usually, scientists read this stuff they read the data and they're like well maybe you know maybe you need to like control for this variable or have you considered this uh other avenue of thought and whatnot like it's not just like it's not like you present research and then people are like oh you're a god and they just start uh, (laughs) laying down i mean you have to actually continue you have to continue the dialogue and be because people people at these conferences are like well, I'm an expert in this area and you mentioned this, so let me, you know, talk to you a little bit more about it and, you know, let's try and come to some sort of agreement on what might be happening. So there's there's so much stuff that, like, I could easily talk about. But the, the point being, like, I, I'm i always cautious with, with these, these particular individuals. And everybody Especially has Especially when faults. you can't find, like, credible information about their background or if their website looks like that, Windows 98. Yep. Yeah, it was made on a Windows 98 computer. Yes. Did you did you see since. it? Did you look yeah, at it? Yeah. It's so bad. It's, it's serious. terrible. It's all blue and it has a picture that he shot on like a a Nikon from 1988, you know, it's just like the TBI training program and like Yeah, I mean like you said he's got these uh, supplements that he also uh, cells. And then he also has a certification examination where you have to like, uh, sign up and then, um, I'm assuming you have to pay a certain amount and then, uh, you, you end up going through his course. Yeah. Congratulations, Mark L. Gordon, MD for having completed the required prerequisites and prerequisites is misspelled. This is on no. the plaque. This is on the plaque. Oh, no. Prerequisites is misspelled. Um, to, <laughs> to be invited to join the Millennium WAF TBI network. TBI is trauma, traumatic brain uh, injury. 
I mean, you know, it's stuff like that. Like, yeah, if you can't I, even go be bothered to proofread your own website, I mean, it yeah, just doesn't know. bode well. It really doesn't. <laughs> but on, in the meantime, you have like Sam Harris, or you have right. uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, or what about uh, Peter Atia? What What do you feel about him? So I've I've heard good things. I actually have not um, uh, done any like investigation to him. Oh, so, okay. but I, I've heard I've heard good things. So yeah, you know maybe I, who knows? Yeah, his his podcast is. Uh, sometimes I'll listen to it, but yeah, I think you you would you should definitely give it a listen at least. Uh, okay, he talks yeah. about a wide variety, a, array of things, and I think he's been on Joe Rogan at least once or twice. And okay. Um, yeah, it would be worth a shot. But, yeah, he's another guy that came to mind. Not that he reminded me of this guy, but he does talk a lot about, um, like, inflammation and longevity and fasting. And he's really big on, like, maybe not necessarily – he talks about keto a lot, but he's he's had, like, that Dom D'Agostino guy on often, and he talks with him about that. But the he's biggest been thing debunked a lot of times too. Yeah, Dom, the biggest, Dom has. the biggest thing I noticed from Peter Atia is that he, well, Doctor Peter Atia is that he, um, he's like huge on fasting. Like, yeah. he'll he'll do like, you know, a three or four day fast once a month or something like, just super extreme. <laughs> yeah, there's good evidence and, uh, for that. Yeah. But yeah, he's a he, he seems like a pretty credible guy, but a lot of the stuff I don't quite understand. But another um, thing that in this podcast that I don't know if you had time to look up or not, or if you know anything about it already, but um, he mentioned finasteride. No, um, I didn't look into that, no. But yeah, I mean, I just I was just curious what, like, because there's so many you know, the hymns and the keeps and the Roman, you've seen all these advertisements, especially yeah. on podcasts, um, where you take finasteride and they give you like a shampoo or they give you like a pill for whatever. Um, and he mentions in this podcast with Joe, like there's like a potential, you know, it can mess up your testosterone production or block some other hormone um, that would affect your testosterone levels in some way that might be mm -hmm. harmful going forward. I don't even know if there's enough long-term research, but I guess it's the same thing as Propecia. Um, but I don't know. I was just curious. And then they just kind of went on to another thing and I was like, huh. I'd like to know a little bit more about that because it is such a huge popular thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Finestra. I, I don't know anything about it. Um, I do know the mechanism by which, uh, specifically men, but this can happen to women as well, uh, end up losing hair, uh, androgenic alopecia, which is, uh, based off of actually testosterone, um, in a particular, enzyme called 5A reductase, which is found around the hair follicles. So the 5A reductase actually converts uh, testosterone. I believe it's testosterone to, di to dihydrotestosterone. And dihydrotestosterone is far more potent, actually, than testosterone is. So um, when dihydrotestosterone enters the, the uh, hair cells, 
uh, it can lead to gene regulation changes that end up leading to a diminu diminution of the actual hair uh, follicle and um, the, the hair strand itself. So over time, as, as time moves on, it kind of speeds up the process of the balding. Um, but I don't know if, if finasteride works on that particular uh, enzyme or, you know, what, whatever it does. So I'd be, I'd be really interested to look into that. So maybe, uh, maybe next podcast I'll, I'll have yeah. had some time to look into that a little bit. Yeah. Cause it's just, it just would seem that so many millions of people are on it. And I just wonder what, if any, are any negative short or long-term impacts of that. Yeah, no, that'd be really be interesting. About, yeah. Like, does the, does the risk outweigh the potential benefit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And especially like you said, if so many people are using it, it'd be incredibly beneficial to, to find out. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely will. Uh, with that, be interested i'm definitely interested in your take on uh this this sports weekend (laughs) (laughs) sad man (laughs) yeah yeah that was yeah looks like it's over for ben you think so he's gonna retire i don't know i mean he's he didn't look like i mean i guess he threw like three interceptions but he didn't look he didn't look terrible like i mean he probably had about 800 yards passing <laughs> yeah 501 on six, <laughs> 60 something yards t- or 60 uh passing yards 64 or something like that yeah yeah you just can't win like that but he uh i mean he can still do that but i don't know he's just like a statue Yes, in yeah. the pocket, and that's the same with <laughs> Phil Rivers. I mean, yeah. they both did well, but they bring you zero mobility. <laughs> <laughs> zero, like yeah. incredibly smart, can read a defense like no other. Yeah, um, you know, can audible really well and make really good decisions, but it's just like. <laughs> age is real and you you just the injuries pile up especially big ben i mean that dude has been has gone through so many injuries yeah um that i just feel like it would be for them the wise choice to maybe step away or maybe just try to do a backup role i don't know i mean they both probably have earned another starting season Mm. Um, yeah but you just you probably won't be able to win the Super Bowl with them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I do think they'll they can definitely be starters just because they did so well. The Colts, did, you know, got in the playoffs and yeah. and the Steelers went on an eleven and zero run. Yeah, um, so clearly they're and there's what's the alternative, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Who are they going to go to then? Um, so they yeah. they don't have any other options. So I, I think. I think that's not so bad. the The Steelers need a running game, though. Um, oh they they were they were pitiful in in the run game. I think uh, was it Connor got like thirty seven yards or something like that in total. Just really really bad. Um, speaking of running game, Derrick Henry struggled a lot yeah. uh, against the Ravens. That was. Um, I'm still I I stand by this. I just don't think Lamar Jackson is ever going to be an elite quarterback unless uh, he learns how to pass. 
or he relies yeah. more on it. That's that's ultimately oh, yeah. It. And, and if he doesn't, you know, you know, they won because of him, but he had like the most insane run again. You know, it's like a, yeah. another crazy insane run, and it's like you almost have to have at least one or two of those from him every game for them to win, and that's totally. not like a given every no. like he can do it but how long can you do that yeah yeah exactly Before, like we talked about and then yeah i mean you gotta you definitely have to evolve to be you know a full complete game i mean it was a great game by him but he had more yards rushing i feel like than he did passing i think he did or at least very, like close. very close very yeah. close yeah which is insane as well but um yeah, I know they play the um, the Bills. So I knows? think they could I mean, they could beat the Bills. I mean, what do you yeah. think? Do you think they who, who do you think is going to win that? Well, the Bills are two and a half point favorites in that game. Um, I don't know. I think the Ravens are going to win by three points. Three points. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll go. I'll go Ravens. I mean, I'm really on the fence on that one. Um, yeah. It's, I just. It I, I go either way. Yeah. I love watching Lamar Jackson play, but it's just so irritating because he's 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 never. I, I just don't think he can win. I don't think he can win if he doesn't work on his passing and it's frustrating that season after season he doesn't seem to be like working on his passing he just says like well good enough we we got to the playoffs and uh they finally beat the titans which was great he got his first playoff win which is great but i just didn't think it was impressive um Mm -hmm. so i mean his run was explosive fantastic but like once he gets older he's not going to be able to rely on that so his drop like he's going to be way up here as a very good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. And then he's just going to have a precipitous drop when he can't do what he normally does um, because he can't rely on his, his run game. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely got to transition into more of a passer eventually, but we'll see if he can do it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. I thought that, um, the Seahawks and Rams game was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was. I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect the Rams to win. To be honest. No, I didn't either. But especially when the backup quarterback got hurt, like immediately. Yeah. Like his neck was just destroyed. I didn't even see that. Yeah, like he went down. He went down to slide. He was clearly going down, and then a guy on the Seahawks like hit him directly on top of his helmet and his head like smashed in. Yeah. Yeah. But he, and he hit him with his shoulder pad and they're like, it's not a foul because he, he didn't lead with his head. It was just like, dude, that should probably be a foul. (laughs) It's a flag, man. Like they totally got that one wrong in my opinion, but Uh yeah, the Seahawks and then Bobby Wagner got hurt on the Seahawks, who's their, like, captain linebacker. Looks like he tore his ACL from what I saw. But, but, uh, I don't know. The Seahawks just, 
they're just so boring such <laughs> a boring team and you like i so? feel like yeah i just feel like pete carroll like yeah, like you can win in your division, but you just you burn out every time now in the playoffs. I agree. Yeah, I think it's just time for new new blood in there. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, you're right; they do make it to the playoffs pretty consistently, and then they maybe they win one game and then they're out, or yeah. they're out immediately. Yeah, um, they're never the favorite. No, so I guess I wasn't. I, I too do shocked. remember. <laughs> At the beginning of the season, I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I do not believe they're going to win the Super Bowl now, but I did say that at the beginning, and they had yeah. a much better squad at the beginning. Yeah. Jared Goff was actually healthy. He didn't have yeah. a broken thumb. But, yeah, if, if Aaron Donald can be healthy next week uh, against the Packers, I mean, hopefully he'll be able to give – Rogers a little bit of trouble, although I don't see it being too much that they will win. But hopefully it's an interesting game. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, the Packers come up really disappointing in kind of the most, the craziest ways sometimes. Um, so it, it wouldn't it wouldn't at all shock me if favored. they somehow. They're favored by seven, the yeah, Packers. Right, yeah. So it wouldn't <laughs> shock me at all if they lost. Um, but I mean, I, I would still tend towards the Packers winning, but who knows? Yeah. Um, the 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 really intriguing game for me is Kansas City and uh, Cleveland. I texted mm-hmm. you, and I wasn't actually kidding about this. I genuinely think, and I'm sure I'll <laughs> eat my words uh, next weekend, uh, next podcast. Tune in, folks. Yeah. Um, but Cleveland Browns versus Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Cleveland Browns will upset the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, because, you yeah, you heard it here. Not because Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback or anything like that, but because the Kansas City Chiefs are known, or any Andy Reid team, is known to be soft. Um, they, they're not as physical. And the Browns are, as we saw, incredibly physical. So that, plus the fact that they have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, um, those that combination, I think they can control yeah. the clock, and I think that they can really uh, put put Kansas City like kind of temper Kansas City's offense. Yeah, I don't keep them off the field. Exactly. I don't think that uh, Cleveland's defense is very good. When I was watching them against the Steelers, I yeah. felt like they were really porous. So that's the only thing that I'm like really scared about. Because if Kansas City pulls out by like 21, I think that then it's pretty much game over. But if Cleveland can get started early with the run game, I really think that they have a shot at a pretty good shot at winning against Kansas City. Because I really think that they their their front line can really bully um, the 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 Kansas City uh, offense and defense. So uh, I'll be I'll be curious how that turns out. But that's my hot take. I'm going. Browns right, like against it. Kansas City. What, like are, what are you, what are you going with? Well, my my game that I'm watching, uh, I'll watch them all. But my highlight <laughs> game is going to be Bucks Saints. Oh, that's going to be so good, <laughs> so good. It'll be their third matchup of the year because they're in the same division, and the Saints have beaten them twice already, but. 
I don't know. I just feel like the Bucks are maybe clicking a little bit more now than they were earlier in the year. Definitely. Um, and the Saints really didn't look super convincing against the Bears. No. Um, and Drew Brees, he's kind of like, you know, Big Ben and Philip Rivers where he's just – and he's shorter than those guys. I mean, he's the all-time passing yardage leader um, in the NFL, so it doesn't matter, obviously, what his height is. But um, I don't know, just not very mobile – and yeah, I just feel like if that guy on the Bears had made that catch on that trick play that they ran, like yeah. wide open right through his hands in yeah. the end zone. Yep. And it yep. was just like what? Like I feel like it could have been a a much closer game for for the Saints. Um yeah. so I don't know. I think I'm gonna pick the Bucks to upset the Saints because they're favored by three. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Bucks. Not quite as a shocking underdog pick as the Browns, but the Browns there. The Chiefs are favored to win by ten. Actually, if the Chiefs win, they're gonna win by a lot. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. And if they if if they lose lose it'll be pretty i think it'll be pretty close it'll be a yeah. relatively tight game yeah Re- eh, maybe yeah yeah probably um so who knows but yeah bucks versus saints um i would love for the bucks to win um just because it'd make a really great story uh but I will go, and you're right. When I watched the Saints, I did not think that they were very impressive against the not a great Bears team. Um, but I will go Saints just because they've won the last two times. And, uh, well, honestly, I have no real reason. You're right. The Bucks have gotten better, no doubt. <laughs> the, 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 when they played the Saints the second time, um, they had just gotten AB, so he wasn't really in the rotation yet. So no matter what, they've gotten better. And the Saints, I think, have actually gotten worse. So so yeah, why I'm picking so, the Saints, I don't know. But uh, I'm just going to go Saints just so we can have a, a difference on yeah. on uh, on choice. But I'll be rooting for the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's going to be interesting. Panthers, sure. who are they playing? Panther. Oh, uh, let's see here. <laughs> yeah, they're playing East Millbrook High. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pick East Millbrook High. <laughs> the butterflies. That pick. <laughs> yeah, that's a solid pick. Minus five on, this, on the safe, spread. That's a safe pick. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do, are there any other games? That's it. It's four games now. Yeah, okay. Four games. I mean, yeah, the Bills and the Browns, they haven't they hadn't won a playoff game since like the mid-90s until yesterday or yeah. whenever it was. Well, the beginning of that um, game was insane for the Browns. I mean, the first snap. Yeah. And like by the time I turned it on, it was 21 to nothing and it was really? just like I feel like, and it was in the, still the first quarter. They scored 28 in the first quarter, and then yeah. they only win by like 11. But I know, I that was probably, scary. <laughs> yeah. To, but also, 
the Steelers that were had a they just scored, then they made a stop, got the ball back. It was fourth and one, like on the fifty, and they punted. I'm like that lost you the game right there. Yeah, yeah. That lost you the game right there because then the Browns scored, and then it was like you just don't have enough. Even though the Steelers were coming back, it was like you don't have enough time to score this I much agree. points. Yeah, I agree. But if they would have gone for it on fourth and one, like ben, Big Ben just has to fall over, <laughs> and he gets it. Seriously, yeah. like yeah. that's all you had to do. <clears throat> like it's fourth and one, and you're down by like a crazy amount, but you have momentum. Why would you punt it there? That was that seemed like. I don't know. That was like a, the fix is in moment for me. Yeah. It's also psychological too. Like you have to put everything out for, for the game at that point. Cause you went down 28 nil. You need to take every risk that you can to, to know, potentially to. get back into the game. Yeah. yeah that did make fake punt onside kick, whatever it go takes. For it every fourth down. <laughs> like why not? That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, they did it to score that touchdown. They went for it on fourth down, like fourth and goal and they got it. Yeah. And then they turn around and don't go for it on fourth and one. It's just very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. Yeah. The, the Steelers are out. Yep. They went from 11 and 0 to kind of having a <laughs> crash and burn. Yeah, crash and burn. Just didn't do so hot at the end there. Yeah. Well, I can't say I'm sad to see him go. That's one that's one of the teams that I uh, just don't I just don't like. Just not a fan of the Steelers, never have been. Okay, fair enough. Why the animosity? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Just because they're just an, it's just an annoying fan base. It's, mm. it's just, and they're lit, they're literally everywhere. Like there's Steeler fans in every quarter of the world. It seems yeah. like, yeah, there are. It's like, this is a Steelers bar. And you're like, I mean, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, or I, <laughs> I you know, I'm in Raleigh. Like what's going on? Yeah. Right. And like, I have nothing against the fans themselves, but it's just, it's too much. You've been too successful. You're everywhere. I don't. I, I'm sick yeah. of it. Yeah, right. They are, aren't they? Like the most winning franchise or something like that. Pretty close to yeah, it. Yeah, they might be. Yeah, them and the Patriots and 49ers, I think. Yeah, the Packers are pretty pretty high up there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's my sports corner. I don't know if um, you had any soccer news before we finish this episode <laughs> out. Um, soccer news, a lot of players are testing positive for COVID mm. and there's a debate going on as to whether or not people want to finish the season or call it's it soccer. quits. I mean, they're, yeah. they're so spread out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. And I'm totally against that kind of BS talk, but, um, I just wonder because it, it does seem like it is a lot stricter in England. Oh right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. Like you can't take the Premier League away, then there would definitely be some riots, <laughs> 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 and I'll be in the riots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you lock people um, in their houses, and then on top of that, you take away their Premier League. 
Yeah, because especially like as soon as like the Super Bowl ends, that's it. Well, I mean, there's NBA still going on and college basketball, but like Premier League for me is number one, and that would just be a disaster. <laughs> you you would turn to the drugs. Yeah. It's the only reason I have uh, YouTube For living. TV. Okay. Yeah, that too. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to watch sports in this dire time, it's an essential service. Yeah. They, d- does YouTube TV, uh, this is actually interesting because I've been considering getting it for uh, like oh. a month. Um, do, do they have the NFL games? Mm-hmm. That's the only they reason why I was going to get them. Every single one of them. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, they got Fox and um, CBS, and that's where they showed all of them okay. throughout the day. And, uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I've, I haven't had one issue. I've had it for a couple of weeks now. I haven't had one issue with it. Okay, cool. Great. So. Well, then maybe I'll – I mean, I'm just getting it for the NFL, and I'm going to cancel. But, yeah, Yeah, you can good. do like a free trial. Yeah, yeah, that'd be ideal. Yep, twenty-minute free trial. <laughs> twenty-minute free trial. Oh yeah, hopefully not. Well, that's all I got to talk about this this week. You got anything else on on your mind? I just want to talk about quick, just very quickly, the migration <laughs> habits of caribou in uh, in Alberta, Canada. It's that time of year. <laughs> can we save it for next week? <laughs> we can open the podcast yeah. up with that. Yeah, let's save it. It's, it's, it needs to be a whole podcast. So okay. We'll save that. <laughs> yeah, right. Sounds good. Well, you heard it here, folks. Tune in next week. We'll be opening <laughs> up with the migration habits of caribou yes. in Alberta, Canada. <laughs> and that's Bye. the Animal Corner. <laughs> The animal corner. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Catch you next week, folks. Goodbye.